Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash I am divine 2022. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Get in tune with the sun, moon, and stars. This is Astrology with Yasmin. Hello, everybody. How are you? I hope you're really well as we move into some really big astrology and big world events and big everything basically it's all happening at the moment isn't it if you're in the states i'm pretty sure i don't need to tell you you've got a little bit of an election happening this week and uh, i know people are saying oh tell us who's going to win the election yasmin and it's like well okay let me tell you let me just start the show by giving you my election prediction which isn't really a prediction Along with every other astrologer on the planet, I've looked at the charts for Donald Trump and Joe Biden, and I can tell you they both have charts on fire. (laughs) Now, obviously they do. Why? Because they're both running for the so-called top job in the world okay and you don't get to run for the top job in the world without having a chart that's on fire you know it just doesn't happen in fact the first time I ever realized this let me just tell you I mean it was basically uh probably like 10 12 years ago I was in Australia and uh, I'm sure we've heard of celebrity big brother or rather big brother And I was asked to look at the charts for all the Big Brother people and to make a prediction about who was going to win uh, Big Brother. And I looked at the chart, and, again, they all had charts on fire. Now, of course they did. Why? Because they were all on national television for for a month. You know, like most of them probably will never be heard of in the public eye ever again. They had their moment of glory in the sun. They had all manner of amazing things going on in their chart. And um, and then, you know, one of them won out of that, you know, someone maybe it was a bit more self-confidence, maybe they were better at the law of attraction or creating their own reality, and that was it. And that really taught me a lesson. And so last uh, election, um, I'm not sure if, you, if you're into astrology, you will know that actually – Dozens of astrologers around the world made predictions about who was going to win, and you probably remember that it was looked like it was going to be a shoe in for Hillary Clinton. Can I just say I didn't actually make any predictions because I, I didn't feel I wanted to get involved. I get I get very into so much trouble when I get political, so I I was, you know, I didn't want to even. I I have my own personal feelings as well. I just didn't think I could make a rational decision. Anyway, 
everybody, all of them, all of these brave astrologers who stuck their necks out all said Hillary Clinton for the win. And, you know, of course they would because Hillary had pretty good stars just like Donald Trump did because obviously, again, they had charts on fire. They were both in the running for the number one job in the world. And I say that as someone who, you know, I grew up in Australia, I live in England, but I, I do think that the, the President of the United States is probably the top job in the world. You know, you're a massive country with a heck of a lot of people <laughs> and you do influence the planet. Anyway, so everybody predicted that um, that Hillary Clinton would win and everybody was wrong, apart from this one guy who uh, had predicted, who was actually a Trump supporter, and he predicted that um, Donald Trump would win, and lo and behold, he did, and everyone was really angry with him because they said, well, you only predicted it because you're a Trump supporter anyway. <laughs> so there you go. So who's going to win on Tuesday? I don't know. What I can tell you is this. None of us will probably know who's going to win straight away. And why is that? Because guess what's happening this week? Yes, guess what? Mercury retrograde. And more than that, it's not just Mercury retrograde, it's the end of the latest Mercury retrograde cycle. And not just that, it's more than that, it's the end of the Mercury retrograde cycle on Election Day. Okay? So in other words... The start and the end of um, any cycle, including Mercury retrograde, is the most intense part of the cycle. Now, I actually haven't checked, but I am 99.9999999% sure. Do you remember back in about, I don't know, the mid-2000s, like whenever um, who, who was running for election then? It was this whole thing with the hanging chads. If, uh, there are people who I'm, I'm broadcasting here on Unity Radio and I'm also broadcasting on um, Facebook. If you're on Facebook, I'm just going to see if I can see your comments because I can't see them. Who was running for election back in the day when um, when the hanging chads thing happened? Anyway, remember the hanging chads? Nobody knew who. I think it was George W. Bush and whoever he was running against. Was it Al Gore? Anyway, anyway. Remember, it took weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks to find out who won and people declared, they declared they'd won, they conceded, all sorts of mayhem. I'm 99.99% sure Mercury was retrograde. And guess what? Mercury is retrograde again now. So we can expect the uh, US election results on Tuesday to absolutely definitely not come on Tuesday. That's I think a given, and I don't think any astrologer would agree with, with would disagree with me on that. I think it's pretty much a given. So you know, it's a pretty exciting time to be alive. There's so much going on in the stars right now. I do want to talk a little bit more about um, about uh, the astrology of what's going on, and uh, I also am going to have a lovely guest on this week as well, which is a bit exciting. Um, her name is Julie Reisler, and she'll be on in a minute. Not just yet. Give me a moment. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit more about um, Mercury retrograde and we're going to talk about what Mercury going forwards again is going to mean not just for uh, the um, candidates but also for us. Okay, so let's just quickly look a little bit of that before I get Julie on the phone. So here we are. 
So we have Mercury going backwards right now in the sign of Libra. Libra. Now, Libra is the sign of relationships. So if you've been having a few issues with the people you love, not being all that nice or not they're not being that nice to you and it's all a bit difficult, you can thank Mercury retrograde in Libra. On the other hand, if you've actually been going back over old ground with the people in your life, the most important people in your life, if you've been talking through relationship dramas with the people in your life, you can also thank Mercury retrograde in Libra. Mercury is the planet of the mind, okay? Libra is the sign of relationships. So when Mercury goes backwards in the sign of Libra, there's a chance to reconnect with someone from your past, to rethink your relationship, for misunderstandings with your partner, but also for the chance to talk things through with your partner. All in all, it's all nearly over bar the shouting, okay, bar the shouting. Now, as Mercury starts to go forwards again on Tuesday, the day of the USA election, for one thing, there's going to be more mayhem, as I just said. You know, expect chaos in the vote counting. Don't be surprised if someone declares they've won and then they haven't won and it goes backwards and forwards. I mean, it's just crazy. Um I don't think you guys in America, you don't have a choice about Election Day, do you? It's like the inauguration day. There's no there's no choice about it. Um, so I guess, who you know, even if Donald Trump does have a, a, an astrologer, um, as Barack Obama is said to have had an astrologer, people think Barack Obama had an astrologer for one simple reason. He always did things on the most auspicious moment possible astrologically speaking and everybody was like he has to have an astrologer nobody could be this much in tune with astrology and not have an astrologer on staff unless he's just like this super intuitive person but anyway so mercury will start to go forwards again now for all of us it's going to mean something different and i just want to give you a little idea of what it's likely to mean for all of us okay so starting with Aries, if you're Aries or if you know your rising sign, listen to that. Aries or Aries rising, your relationships are going to start to make more sense. There'll be less dramas. And that's my husband. You can hear breathing a sigh of relief because he's an Aries. Taurus or Taurus rising, uh, actually it's about making more sense of your daily work routine. So if you've been a bit like, oh, I don't even know what I'm meant to be doing, I'm just so confused about all my routines, Am I in lockdown? I'm not in lockdown. Um, anyway, that's going to start to make more sense for you. Gemini, well, you're ruled by the planet Mercury. So Gemini arising, you're ruled by the planet Mercury. So your whole life is going to start to make more sense in some ways, but especially when it comes to romance, creativity and children. So if you've had, if you've got a big question you're asking yourself about romance, creativity or children, life is about to start to make more sense and the answers are going to come to you. If you're a moon child, Cancer or Cancerian rising, it's your home and personal life that's going to stop being so confusing and start to make a lot more sense. If you're Leo or Leo rising, it's actually quite a big thing for you because Mercury, the planet of communications, has been going backwards in your communication zone. So that is kind of like, you know, not really what you want. So if you've been just feeling basically befuddled, like I think all of us are starting to feel about this whole pandemic 2020 lockdown with a USA election and Brexit thrown in, 
You're going to start to think more clearly, Leo and Leo rising people. If you're Virgo or Virgo rising, like Gemini, uh, Mercury is your ruling planet. So your whole life will start to make more sense. You should feel less like you're treading water. But in particular, money, cash, property and possessions are going to make are going to be easier to deal with. So, you know, don't make any rash decisions yet. If you're liberal or liberal rising, Mercury, uh, Venus, Mercury has been going backwards in your sign. So if you've had some upsets, some endings that you didn't want or changes that you didn't want or you just, things you want to undo, you've got a second chance. If you've been feeling misunderstood, you've got a second chance. If your life has just been confusing the heck out of you, you've got a second chance coming. It's all going to start to make more sense, even if it's not going to make much sense to the uh, USA election. If you're Scorpio or Scorpio rising, for you it's kind of interesting. It's about secrets that can start to come back, secrets that can start to come back, secrets that get revealed, and also old fears can come up. So just be careful. Just deal with them. Don't just push them down with, you know, drugs or alcohol or food or whatever your chosen poison is. If you're Sag or Sagittarius rising, it's to do with friends. can be the end of misunderstandings with friends, hopefully. Capricorn or Capricorn rising, it's actually about your career, so less confusion when it comes to your career. Aquarius or Aquarius rising, it's to do with anything to do with the ninth house, which is study, travel, higher learning, the big picture. It's going to be easier for you to decide the way forwards. And if you are Pisces or Pisces rising, then it's all about sex and money so it could be an old lover coming back it could be money you were owed finally arriving or it could be just confusion about sex and money finally clearing um let me just say with mercury retrograde the end excuse me the end of the cycle is a really big thing because what actually happens is that um whatever it is you've been wrestling with uh it, you start to get the information you need to make your next move and you know for the whole wide world that's going to include include who's going to take home the prize the presidential prize the keys to the oval office on tuesday you know the whole thing's been run under mercury retrograde um who can wait to see what happens i can hardly wait there you go all right so before i uh keep talking about mercury retrograde non-stop let me introduce you to my guest this week she is an amazing person and she actually interviewed me on her podcast and we chatted and she's just so lovely and so sort of soulful and wise. I just thought I have to get her on this show so everyone can hear what she has to say. And I will be taking your calls after I've spoken to Julie. I'll be taking your calls in the second half of the show. And, in fact, let me just give you the number to call, um, 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555 is the number to call. So, yes, I wanted to get Julie on the show because apart from anything else, she talks about something that's very important to me. As an astrologer, I'm not all about doom and gloom and this is definite and 100% and all that. I'm very much about the planets, the energies and intuition. And Julie talks a lot about intuition. So we're going to have a little bit of a conversation about intuition. And I hope she's going to help you understand what kind of intuitive person you are. Okay, so let me just tell you, Julie Reisler is a master intuitive coach, a best-selling author, podcast host, and the founder of the School of Sacredology, which is all about helping big-hearted soul seekers to tune into their intuitive superpowers to be their you. 
Okay, she was asking me when I went on, went on my podcast, what is my meest me? Uh, Julie's been featured in Forbes, Mind, Body, Green, the Chopra Centre and more. She's a multi-time TEDx speaker and she's just an all-round great girl. Um, she's also a mindfulness teacher on that very popular app, the Insight Timer. I know a lot of you have got that because I mentioned it the other day and uh, people were saying they had that app. It's a great app, Insight Timer. For more about Julie, go to julierisler.com. That's R-E-I-S-L-E-R. So are you there, Julie? Hello, hello. Hi. Hello, Yasmin. Thanks for having me. I'm here. I'm really honored and excited to chat with you. And with uh, Well, I'm very excited to chat to you. So, Julie, let's just jump right in and ask you, as an intuitive, who do you think is going to win the election? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> All I know is that it's not going to be, we're not going to know right away. I feel the same. I was listening to you in the predictions. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to pass on that answer on that question. <laughs> oh, we, we, we just hope what I, what I always say is, you know, um, I believe that there is a, a universal divine love that is bigger and beyond anything and any concern and fear. And I just trust that's going to be guiding us. Um, and that's, that's what I'm putting my faith in. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, Julie, you specialize in intuition, just, just to kind of stay on the intuition and the election for a second. Sure. I mean, just say, for example, you were a mad Donald Trump fan or a mad Joe Biden fan, okay, and so you're really attached to who wins on Tuesday. Do you think your intuition would function under those circumstances or do, do, does one have to have a certain amount of um, detachment to make intuition work? That is such a great question. And, you know, I'm feeling in as you're asking because what I've noticed for me and for many I've worked with is that when, when I get too in my head, it, it almost like pauses. It doesn't shut down completely, but it's very hard for me to tune in. And there is a lot. I'm also, I'm sure as many of us, I'm highly sensitive. I'm an empath, intuitive. And so there's a lot of energy. Uh, there's a lot of energy both ways. Um, so sure, I mean, part of me would love to see a female who is in office, you know, is the vice president. There's a lot of there's, there's that desire. There's, so there's a lot, I don't feel like I'm coming at this from a fully unattached space. And I do think that that makes it a little more challenging. Typically what I've noticed is that when I can come in from this very calm, centered, unattached, just really tuning into divine wisdom, guide, higher guidance, um, it, it, it shows up, you know, usually either as an image, as a knowing, as a sensation or a feeling, or I, I hear it. And I talk about these four different types of intuition. And for this one, I, it's almost like radio silence. Yeah, I mean, like I cannot, I think like you said, there's just so much chaotic frenzy energy around this election. Then you put on the Mercury retrograde, you know, the whole thing. It's like, um, I've been doing a lot of self-care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Julie, tell us about these four types of intuition. And can I just say, for anybody who's thinking, what's this got to do with astrology? Actually, intuition is very much kind of a buzz thing in astrology long term at the moment because we have 
the planet of intuition in the sign of intuition. We have Neptune in Pisces, which is why you're seeing the rise and rise of people like Julie and, you know, all sorts of people who deal with intuition and feelings and empathy and being an empath and being a sensitive and even people like me doing astrology because it's all about the mystical. So, you know, I have a perfectly good astrological excuse to have you on the show. So Neptune in Pisces about intuition tell us about the four types of intuition and see if the people who are listening can relate yeah absolutely so so what I have found in my own experience both with the clients I've worked with with myself is that we tend to have one dominant intuitive preference it doesn't mean we can't tap into all four or to cultivate just like when you start to use any muscle but we tend to have uh, one of a four dominant and so the four types are visionary, visceral, volume, and vessel. And I can share a little bit about each. Do you want me to go? I can do like a quick kind of, here's what they each mean. That might be helpful. Yeah, so I'm just writing them down. So there's visionary, visceral, yep, volume. volume, and vessel. Okay, so let us hear it. What are they? So visionary. So I just would invite anyone listening to really think back to experience or time when you've had some sort of either it was a, you could think of it as a complete synchronicity. You knew something, you felt something, you saw, it was like, you don't know how you had the information, but you did, or it was a gut feeling. It was a hunch, whatever, however, that information came to you, I will share what the four dominant types could be and really think about maybe one of those experiences for you. Um, for me, for example, I had a wake up call in the middle of the night and I woke up and I heard, heard a voice within, a knowing. I had a knowing and a voice. Now I have, I do have all four, but there's a dominant one for me. Um, and so visionary, if you're visionary, you visually see what your intuition shows you. So this would be perhaps that, that, you know, that using your mind's eye, seeing something that is not, that you, you don't really see it, but you can see it in your mind's eye and your imagination. You might get an image. Um, yeah. I, I know many people that get an image. Visceral is your intuition comes to you through your physical body. So you might feel sensations in a certain body part, um, in your heart, in your belly, a certain chakra, in your third eye, and or your extremities, your gut, and it's, it's visceral. Um, it, it's within your body. Volume is all about the auditory. Hearing it, um, oftentimes there'll be these you know, words that you'll hear out of nowhere, and it feels almost like an internal monologue that has a different quality to it than the, the 70,000 thoughts we have every day. So you want to tune into how do you feel and the quality. And then vessel is a knowing. It's something that comes to you in your intuition um, as though the knowledge was just planted there. As though it was just, it was just there and you don't know why. And we know the science, there's science behind this. If you do any kind of research with heart math and heart intelligence and intuition, and as you we were saying, we're deeply connected, obviously, to the moon, to planet Earth. And it's really fine-tuning. How are you going to get this information? I believe our intuition is for our highest good. So when you tune in, you're really tuning into this very powerful, very, like, all-knowing wisdom that can only guide you for your highest good and all those you're here to serve. It doesn't mean it's always easy, and it can take a lot of courage, and that's why I recommend that you get yourself in a community or with others that are practicing because look, I know my intuition woke me up and kind of got me startled. And, and I realized I wasn't in the, the right 
you know, the marriage was not right for me. And that was a, that was an intuitive wake up call. I had the same thing about my health. I had the same thing about my job. So it's not always easy, but I, all of that came from the highest, most loving place. And, and I can tell you there's a resonance when you start to pay attention. So just tune in. What do you feel you are? Volume, visionary, visceral, volume, vessel. Those are the, the four types. And then once you start to cultivate it, you actually can, can start to develop um, abilities in two, three, if not all four of those types. And I know um, Doreen Virtue uh, used to always say, if you have a knowing or you hear a voice and it scares you that it's not really proper intuition because intuition doesn't come as fear. Do you agree with that, Julie? Yes. I (laughs) wish we had more time, but I'll go into that really briefly. Yes. I just ask everyone when you're listening to this to pay attention to the exactly, did it feel like that, that knowing was sponsored in fear or in love. And it's actually the words that came to me intuitively a year ago on the plane, visiting my father who had fallen. That's a whole other story. Crazy intuitive um, experience. How I even knew that he had fallen before he did. And I was sitting on the plane and the word sacred and scared came to me. It's the same thing. Sacred being love, scared being fear. If it's coming from fear, now, that doesn't mean that when you hear or you sense or you have a knowing, it might, the, the outcome might scare you a little. Like I kind of went through this, whoa, what am I going to do if if I'm not okay here in this marriage? Like, how am I going to, what does that mean? But the voice, the knowing was very calm, had a, had a like um, peaceful tone feeling to it. Um, It was like a deep knowing. So yes, if you feel, if there's a lot of fear with it, that is not, I I really urge you to tune in to the quality of the emotion you feel um, with that, what you're hearing, what you're sensing, what you're getting as a knowing um that's a great question yeah you you definitely you know it's either love or fear and you can tell or all knowing and fear if it's fear then you can say thank you very much i'm going to move on <laughs> i'm not going to yeah. take that yeah. so julie um we've only got about a minute left but tell me do you teach this stuff i mean can people come to you and learn how to develop their intuition yeah so i took those words sacred and scared and i created uh, what came to me intuitively was this beautiful word sacredology, which is really the, the art and the play of learning how to tune into your intuition. I have created the school of sacredology where you learn really in a fun, sacred, safe space, how to hone in on your dominant types, how to tune into your heart intelligence. Um, I bring in leaders and luminaries to talk about intuition and synchronicities and it's just a place where you can drop the fear and the woo and have fun and really learn how to play it. So, yeah, I wanted to have a space um, where we can do this together. And then, of course, I also work with people one-on-one. If, if anyone's interested to just, you know, let me know. Um, I love doing that as well. But I believe yeah, it's I... our ticket to sovereignty and to freedom. I really do. And to higher love. So me, too. me too. So, everybody, that's Julie Reisler of julierisler.com. Julie, thank you for coming on the show today. I'm afraid we've got to leave it there because we're five seconds away from going to a break. So thank you so much.
Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Find out what's happening in the skies. Welcome back to Astrology with Yasmin. Hello, everybody. I am here. I am still here. I didn't introduce myself today, actually. I just launched straight into a diatribe about Mercury Retrograde. For those of you who are watching me on Facebook as I chit-chat, I'm sure you know who I am. I'm Yasmin Boland. But for those of you who don't have a clue who I am, I'm Yasmin Boland. (laughs) I'm an astrologer, I'm a moonologer, and I'm a best-selling Hay House author of books including Moonology and my Moonology Diary 2021, which uh, has already sold out once and won't be reprinted. So if you don't get your copy, that's it. It's over. No Moonology Diary for you next year. I'm going to be doing some cards today. I'm going to be taking some calls. We've got people waiting on the line, which is great. I will try and get through to everybody. So let's go. And remember, there can be stuff in here that's for you. So let's go to line one, which is Catherine uh, on line one. Hello. Hello, Miss Catherine. Hello, Yasmin. Nice to hear from you. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, nice to hear from you. Thank you for waiting because I know you've had a bit of a wait. So I, I've uh, done your chart, excuse me, but I'm curious, what would you like to know? What would you like to know? I've had a lot of changes lately, especially in relationships. I, um, one right. ended and one began right away. Sorry, say that, that again? Uh, I've had a lot of changes lately, especially with relationships. I'm yes, kind of so curious did you about say that. one ended and one began? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And and is that a good thing? Like, were you happy to go straight into a new relationship or you're not sure if the new one's right or you miss the old one or where are you on that? Dare you even say it out loud in case your partner hears it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's been going great. I, it's just just kind of a pleasant surprise, I guess you should I could say. But just taken, you know, just um, very easy, actually. Right. Well, that's good. Okay. Well, looking at your chart, Catherine, um, you're a double Libra and you have the sun and Uranus in Libra. So you're very much a um, a Libra. But also you're quite an unpredictable Libra. And your chart has quite a lot of unpredictable energy in it. And, in fact, right now you have Venus, the planet of love, right between the sun and Uranus. So you're probably going to feel fine, you know, in your life. It will often be that things happen quite suddenly, like the breaking up of one relationship and the starting of a new one. That kind of thing is kind of your MO this lifetime, to do things that are, you know, Librans are supposed to be very calm and, and graceful and, you know, harmonious. But, your mm-hmm. kind of Libran is that you're kind of a special Libran. You're kind of a bit more of a crazy Libran. So you know, <laughs> it may be the last time <laughs> that you uh, that you end up jumping from one relationship to another, and that's fine. It's it doesn't hurt you. Um, but what's really interesting, looking at your chart, is you have. Let me just count them: one, two, three, four. You have five planets in Virgo. So even though you're a Libran you are really almost like a closet secret Virgo. You're a very, very Virgoan person. So um, 
you know, you're probably always going to slightly self-guess, you know, double guess about are you doing the right thing and have a bit of self-doubt and a bit of modesty and all that. Um, but, you know, I mean, I can't see any troubles with the fact that you've suddenly gone from one relationship to another. As long as you don't have any issues with it, I, I can't see anything wrong with it. Would you like a card or would you like a tarot card? Maybe a tarot card. What do you think? Yeah. Do you want a card you want the, the new relationship? The I broke up with a Virgo recently. Oh, you broke up with a Virgo. Right. Okay. Yeah, dating an Aquarius. And you're now dating an Aquarius. Right. Well, yep. both of them suit you, actually, strangely enough. Both of them suit you. Also, Scorpio mm-hmm. would suit you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you, want to, do you want to card on the new relationship or you just want to let it run and sure. see how it goes? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Thank you. Actually, I picked you a card and you've got the um, Ace of Coins. So I would say it might be quite good. It might go quite well. Um, is there any, is there, is it someone you work with? Well, what is it? No, but um, no, but um, we talk about business a lot, and um, right. We Why just is that? Have good discussions about business. I don't know. We just have idea people could just throw ideas around a lot. Right. Okay. Well, he's an Aquarian, so he's a neurolibrin, so you're both very ideas people. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a pretty good sign. I mean, you know, he could be quite good for mm-hmm. you, assuming it's a he for business and. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you take it as a good sign. I think, I think, don't worry. I think it's all going to be fine. Just enjoy the ride. That would be my advice. Good. You said Ace of Coin was the card. I, I you broke up a little. Yeah, Ace of Coins, Ace of Pentacles. Okay, very good. I don't know anything about that, but I'm going to think that's a good sign. Yeah, or just go and look it up online. The Ace of Pentacles. It's kind of more of a money card, which is why I asked about business, but. Um, I mean, it may even be that because there's not really a big question to ask about this guy, maybe it's about work because I'm looking at your chart and your next, the next new moon is actually going to be in your career zone um, on your Neptune. So it could be a really good time to be getting inspired about work because you're Aquarius rising. Next I don't moon, you worries think? about you, Catherine. I think you're fine. I think you're good. Good. Well, I am thinking about doing some career changes, so that's good to know. Thank you. There you go. All right. Use your well, magic have a great day, Yasmin. Thank you. I appreciate all your help. Lovely to talk to you. All right. Let's take another call. I am going to get through all these calls today. Now we've got quite a few waiting. Let's go to line two. We have Pat on the line. Pat, who may or may not be German. Hi. Are you German, Pat? I was born in Germany, but um, but I live in America. Right. Well, I was born in Germany and I live in England. Was your father in the <laughs> army or your mother? Yes. Yes. My father was in the army and my mother uh, is German. Oh, your mother's German. So your dad went to Germany in the army and fell in love that's with right. a local. Yes. Yes. Oh, well, that's romantic. That's exactly my parents right. went to Germany together and had me conceived and had me in Germany. Where in Germany were you born, Pat? Because I haven't, I haven't in, got that information in front of me. Okay. Uh, it's uh, the uh, town of Herbst, uh, which is a, a small town outside of Frankfurt. Oh, well, let's just put Frankfurt then if it's pretty much the same. Okay. Frankfurt, Germany. Frankfurt. Oh, seem to have gone on hold. Here we go. All righty, so there you are. 
Pat. Are you still there? I am. Ah, okay. So you are a Cancerian, a moon child with Mercury in uh, the sign of moon child or Cancer. So you're very um, probably home and family oriented. Uh, Capricorn yeah. rising with a Scorpio moon. But you've also got a bit of Leo in your chart as well. You've got a nice sort of distribution of energies in your chart. You're probably not really a very polarised person. So what would you no, like to I'm know not. today, Pat? Well, I I just wanted to – I would love for you to pull a card for me. Um, and I, I'm, I'm very happy uh, – I've, I've left a job that um, – it will be two years in February, and I am doing some. Uh, men, uh, I'm being mentored by someone in a, in a different field now, and I. But I just, as you said, I love home and family, and I love being home, and I. I'm just not very driven in 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 doing anything but doing home and family right now. So I wanted to find out what you saw for me as far as, you know, moving forward in a career. I mean, I'm. I'm happy to be at home. My children are grown, and my husband has a good job, and so I just want to see what you what you see for me. Okay. So first of all, I would say you are kind of allowed by the heavens to just be at home because you're very your chart is about home and family. Your life is about home and family, and there's no reason for you to push through that unless you particularly have to for money or you know you really feel you should or whatever. Like there's nothing wrong with just focusing on home and family if you can. That said, I talked about Mercury retrograde at the start of the show today and Mercury is actually retrograding in your 10th house, which is your career zone. So it's very, very normal that you're feeling like this and thinking, oh, I'm not really sure what to do. Should I do this? Should I do that? Maybe I didn't do the right thing. Maybe I want to go back to that. Blah, 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 blah. That is going mm -hmm. to end. Now, everybody knows when Mercury retrograde is going to end now, don't they? Because if you've been listening, you know it's yeah. on election day. So you're going to start okay. to get... Uh, to be able to make some decisions about what to do, okay? So if okay. you're a bit up in the air right now, don't worry because you kind of should be in a funny way because you've got Mercury retrograde in your career zone. So just give it another week or three and you might find that it becomes really obvious to you what to do. But I am going to draw you a card. Do you want to, about your career, do you want a, a, a moonology card or do you dare have a tarot card? Ooh, you pick for me. I'll give you a moonology card. Tarot is a bit, bit too in your face sometimes, if you ask me. Let's see what you've got. Oh, interesting. So I'm showing it on Facebook. I don't know if you were watching on Facebook, but uh, you've got the I new moon card. A new start is coming. So there you go. It's good. What did you it's say? Very, it was very a new good. moon card. Pardon? Did you say it was the new moon card, meaning a new start? It Yes, it's the new moon card. A new start, it's on its way. Uh, you will soon start to feel more hopeful about getting about getting what you want. Your belief that your dreams can manifest is working well. Forget about the past. Right. Okay, super. Sounds great to me. <laughs> Sounds great to me as well. Great to me as well. Right. So I'm very Thank happy you. for yeah, you. Thanks. That's a good outcome. Yeah, no, just, I mean, I Thank think you're you. fine. I think you're fine. All right, should we leave it too. there? <laughs> Pat, we've got about eight other people. I'm going to try and get to as many okay, of the calls great. as I can. Thank you so much, Yasmin. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for calling in, Pat. Okie dokie. Right, so you're all calling in now. Yes, very good. 
um, it'd be better if people called in throughout the show because then I could take all the calls throughout instead of doing them all at once. But that's all right. Maybe next week, if I don't get to you, call in next week at the start of the show and I would attempt to take your call. And maybe tell Louis, who answers the phones, I think, um, I called in last week and I didn't get I didn't get spoken to. And maybe he can make a little note for me of your calling in again. Let's go to line five. We have Michelle on the line. Are you there, Michelle? Yes. Hello. How are you today? Hello. I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you for taking my call, Jasmine. Oh, my pleasure. Are you in Kentucky? I am. Right. Um, I'm actually watching... Uh, I'm actually watching that show, The Queen's Gambit. Have you heard of that? No. Oh, you should watch it. I don't think it's a true story, but it's set a lot in Kentucky about the about this girl who becomes the world or the world champion at chess. And uh, yeah, it's set in Kentucky. So if you, yeah, I mean, it's just I'll check it out. Who? Yeah, I'm just looking it up here. Um, no, I just checked. It's not based on a real story. It's, it seems very realistic, but it's not. She's fictional. But she does grow up in Kentucky in the show anyway. So, Michelle, okay. what can I do for you today? Would you like me to tell you a little bit about your chart? Have you had your chart done before? I have had my chart done before. I'm more interested in a male partner that I'm with currently. He's, <clears throat> he is a Pisces, and he's 11 okay. years older than me. <laughs> And I'm a widow as of two years, actually on November 4th, it'll be two years since my husband passed. And this man walked into my life around my birthday last year. Um, and we're still together, but um, I guess I'm having some hesitancy because of the age difference and um, just making sure that I'm, you know, I'm just viewing him correctly, I guess. And just, I don't want to waste any more time because I'm getting older and he's older and if he's not the one, I want to move. I want to move on, you know. But right now, I really do like the guy, and just trying to figure out if, if 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 our charts coincide. Right. Okay. So, um, look, I can't, in all integrity, do his chart on the radio, you know, without his permission. Okay. But you've told me he's Piscean, so that's enough for me to start going with. Um, what date is he? Just out of interest. Um, he's February twenty fifth of fifty nine. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do his chart, but I'm just trying to work out where in the Pisces. Oh, well, now you've told me anyway. Okay, here we go. Feb. Did you say the 25th? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That's what my son says when he's pretending to be a soldier. <laughs> yes, ma'am. When I say something, yes, ma'am. <laughs> so funny, especially because he's English, English Australian. All right. Okay, I'm looking at your chart. Okay, so... I mean, you have a good chart together. Oh, my God, you've actually got a really good chart together. And also, if it all goes well, look, it's a relationship that, depending on how it's going, if it's going really well, it can be a really healing thing for you. And you're saying it happened after your husband passed away. So this can be a very, very healing relationship for you if, if you feel it's going really well. Um, and there's probably an element of having a, a feeling of a certain sense of destiny and having a lot to talk about. Um, what are, it is really jumping out in your chart for me, Michelle, is that um, you're Leo rising. Therefore, you're about to have Saturn and uh, Jupiter and Saturn going into your love zone 
for the first time, well, Saturn for about the first time in 30 years, Jupiter for about the first time in 12 years. And you're going to have the great conjunction, which hasn't taken place in your love zone since 1405, <laughs> so many lifetimes wow. ago. So, I mean, it's kind of going to be slightly make or break for you in the relationship stakes in the coming couple of months. So I think, you know, the, the rubber's going to meet the road. You're going to find out what's what. If anyone else is listening, they're Leo rising. You know, this is happening. This is true for everybody. So I think you need to decide, you know, can you get over your concerns about the age difference? To me, 11 years is not that much, frankly, especially if the, if it's the male is older because I think quite used to that in, in life, people being 11 years older. It might be different if he was 11 years younger. Uh, but being 11 years old, right, I mean, maybe I'm being really old-fashioned there. My my son would probably say, Mummy, you're being so old school. But, you know, <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's that bad. Okay. You're going to find out in the next three months, trust me. You're going to have Jupiter and Saturn in your love zone. It's going to be time to – it's going to be make or break. So you should decide what you want and behave accordingly. That would be my advice to you. And by the okay. way, Saturn moving into your love zone for the first time in 12 years, apart from anything else, one of the things it signifies is actually it can be marriage, can be a commitment, uh, but it can also be someone who's older, a lot older. So, you know, I reckon if you ring me back in six months, you'll tell me it's worked out fine and you're, you're engaged or something. Okay. Why don't you let me know what happens, Michelle? Okay, Do, you want a card? Do you want a card on this gentleman? Uh, yes, and you pick. I, I don't care which which card deck. All right, okay. I'll go for the Moon Elvish cards again. Here we go. Oh, is that the card? I think it is. Oh, okay. So the previous caller got the new moon. You've now got the new moon eclipse. So big oh. things coming. <laughs> is he really into you? I think he's much more into me than I am into him. Right, well, that's not always a bad thing, is it? No. Better than the one who's chasing around and, you know, better if it's equal, but, you know. I'm just uh, a little leery. I was married for 27 years, so I'm just a leery, little leery of men in general with being a widow and having a lot to offer right now. Well, the card says... Whatever is happening now is happening for your highest good. This is an important turning point in your life. Okay. okay. So I think you've got to take that on board, madame. Sounds good. And I want to thank you so much for your moon diary. I've got, I've got it last year and this year, and I've already got my one for next year. I've really loved it. So thanks oh, for creating thank that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, and no, I, I love writing. I'm actually... I'm, we're just editing the one for next year, for, for the year after next, 2022, but I kind of almost want to start writing the one for 2023. I'm just sort of like, yeah. you know, I just enjoy writing them actually and I'm kind of wondering what's oh, going to happen. They're wonderful. They definitely oh, keep me on target with where I'm at. <laughs> thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Love. love. Mm -hmm. um, I will take another call before we finish, so please hang in there. Um, but I just want to say something actually about next year and about um, just about the whole coronavirus and the pandemic and all that. And, you know, I've been hoping all year that the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction that's happening um, this month, November, 
It's happening in November. I was hoping it was going to be the end of the coronavirus because we had one in April when the whole thing really kicked off. We had one in June when we kind of had the, you know, we all got time off for, excuse me, good behaviour. We all, in, in the Northern Hemisphere at least, we all got a bit of a summer, which was a really welcome break after all the lockdown. And I was really, really hoping that the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction that's coming this month was going to be the end. So we had the April to June, the November, the beginning, the middle and the end. That has been my fervent wish, but I've said all along that there was a fair bit of um, wishful thinking involved in that um, because we've been seeing in the news that it hasn't been, you know, going quite as I would have hoped. Now, I'm just going to tell you something. Um, if we don't manage to defeat this scourge in the next, say, six to eight weeks, um, we actually are looking at more lockdown that rolls on and on and on next year and um, maybe even the year after um, because next year we're going to have Saturn moving into Aquarius. Saturn is the sign of lockdown, prison, restrictions, limits, limitations, and Aquarius is the sign of all humanity, you know, and so uh, Saturn actually moved into um, Saturn moved into uh, Aquarius, the sign of humanity, earlier this year. I'm just going to quickly find out when that was for you. Hang on a minute. Let me just quickly look at my charts here. Oh no, hang on, that's not going to work. Hang on, sorry guys, just give me a second. Saturn moved into Saturn, the planet of restrictions, moved into um, the sign of Aquarius, the sign of all humanity, in March, which is exactly when all humanity <laughs> went into lockdown. You know, or most of us, pretty much the whole planet. And I remember saying at the time, oh, gosh, there's no, there, like, talk about a textbook description of Saturn, the planet of prisons and limitations and lockdown in human humanity sign of Aquarius. What I've been worried about all year is that Saturn's moving back into uh, Aquarius um, in December, in December. And so... What that means is either we get out of this pandemic thing or we're probably going to go back into more lockdown. And I will just say that my husband, who's the most wonderful man, but he's very pragmatic and very realistic, and he was saying, you know, the Spanish flu, they're in lockdown, or they had the Spanish flu swirling around for three Christmases. It started in um, 1917 at the end of the year so they had all of uh, they had Christmas and 1918 then they had 1919 and then they were out of it by after the that third Christmas so I'm hoping that's not what we're going to have but I'm just saying you know in order to defend the integrity of astrology even though I have been desperately hoping that the Jupiter Pluto conjunction this month will mark the end of it Given that, for example, I'm in London, England, and we've all just been put back into lockdown for a month and we're being told it might stretch out and out and Saturn moving back into Aquarius, humanity in lockdown, and also next year Saturn clashing with the planet of uh, mavericks and rebellion, 
and the planet that doesn't want to be tied down or trapped, Uranus. So we're going to get Saturn Uranus squares next year. I'm very concerned that we're actually going to have more lockdown next year and people going crazy all year about, I'm not going to be locked down. I mean, I might be one of those people because I'm not really enjoying going back into lockdown either. Just wanted to mention that for the integrity of astrology. We're not out of the woods yet. I don't know what we can do to get out of the woods, but we're not out of the woods yet. Okay, let me see if I can fit one more very, very quick call in. Let us go to line eight, Shanice. Are you there, Shanice? Hello, Shanice. Hello, Shanice. No, Shanice. Okay. No, Shanice. Hello, Shanice. She's there. I can see she's there. Shanice done. Okay, Shanice, I can't take a call. I've barely got any time left. I'm so, here. Oh. oh, there you are. Shanice, how are you? Yeah, I'm here. How are you, Yasmin? I'm great. Listen, I've only got about another minute. Quickly, give me your question. I'm going to give you a card. I just want to know if I'm on the right path with my life. After losing my parents and everything and being a single mom, I just want to know I'm on the right path. Okay, you've got a lovely card, the full moon in Cancer, a personal issue reaches resolution. Okay, I'm just going to read to you from the card, full moon in Cancer. Meditate to soothe your heightened emotions, Shanice, okay? Okay. Don't be clingy, don't be clingy, don't be sulky. And... Uh, it's the time to deal with family issues. It's nothing to worry about. It signifies a family challenge is coming to an end, okay? So, okay. yes, you're on the right path. Don't be clingy. Don't be sulky. Meditate. And the answer to your question lies in being a kind leader. This is the time for you to step up and agree to overcome your insecurities. How's that? Does that okay. make any sense? Yep, that, that's, it makes perfect sense. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you, Shanice. Thanks for calling in. That's it, guys. See you back next week when we may or may not know who won the election, depending on how Mercury retrograde goes. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA Unity ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash divine 2022 